0: Uh, if you're new or recent with us uh, this morning, you're in for a treat. Um, uh, these guys are up here. Don't panic. Nothing bad is going to happen. Let me tell you that. Um, I, don't th- I don't think. <laughs> That's not the plan. Um, but, uh, but I'll explain more why they're up here uh, in just a couple minutes. I don't remember when it was, but as I started to t- think about 2023 and think about how we wanted to start the year from the pulpit, I knew I wanted to talk about the importance of God's Word, the importance of the believer being in the Bible, the importance of us as the body of Christ, encouraging the Scriptures, and, and and having that be a part of our culture. And so that was last Sunday. And I knew that I wanted to preach about why we existed, and that's going to be next Sunday. And so if you ever wonder or have, have, have kind of forgotten, or what have you, about why Summit exists, what our vision um, for Summit Church is, that's next Sunday. I'm literally preaching through our vision statement next week, um, so I'm, ex- I'm really excited for that. And then, I had the thought that I think it would be really important for you to hear from the multiple leaders that we have at Summit. Because, let me, let me tell you why. First of all, let me say this. There are more leaders in this church than what, is, than what are sitting on this stage. Okay? You guys that lead children's ministry and, 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 and other folks, women's ministry, men's ministry, and, and, and you have hands, and you lead a small group, you, wow, can't do it without you. Right? But as an elder-led church, and that's what we are, our bylaws really state there's some whatever. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna get on the bylaws this morning. I don't need to get, as the kids say, triggered. Okay, but um <laughs> but our bylaws state that when it comes to our leadership, that I as your lead pastor am a first among equals. Okay? And these are my equals. All right. Some at church, although a lot of times, you know, I brought Kristen up Back in December when we talked about love, and I said, you know, we, we love this church. And I and I mentioned a lot of times you see me and you never you never see Kristen, but if you see me, like Kristen's there, she's just not there, you know what I mean? And and I feel the same way when it comes to you corporately about these guys. Um these guys hold me accountable, these guys um, make sure I don't go off the rails, these guys ask hard questions these guys think about you, um, not just annual meeting Sunday, um, but they help. One of the things I'm really passionate about is making sure that we shepherd the whole church, right? Not just the 50 plus crowd or the nursery or the teenagers, but that we make sure that we are in touch and and, and aware of the, th- the happenings, right, of the whole church. And so you know, it may look from time to time, it doesn't feel like this, but it may look from time to time that I'm on the hilltop, right, and, and that, because, you know, I'm preaching and, and I'm, I'm, I'm the, you know, personality or the face or whatever you want to say, right, but these guys are looking out the window, they're in the trench, they've, they've got the street view, they've got, you know, all of, all of those types of things, and it's rare, I think, that we get the opportunity, in fact, I don't think it's ever been done, really, maybe annual meeting to some extent, but even a couple of you guys skimp on that and don't take responsibility for anything, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's not in my notes, um, but I don't think we've ever really done shoulder-to-shoulder ministry like we're about to do today, and uh, it's back-to-back. You know, it's face-to-face. It's all of those things. But from Scripture, the book of Acts, Philippians, 1 Peter, First and Second Timothy, Titus, all throughout Scripture, we see this title of elder. The guys who are sitting on this stage with me today. And also we see in Scripture the importance, the necessity of the plurality of elders. That the body is not built on one person. I tried that before, and it's really bad. It goes really poorly at some point. And even the thought of that scares me. But Christ Jesus, the senior pastor of the Big C Church, the chief shepherd means to care for his flock you through a number of godly people called elders who do this they teach they guard they guard the vision they guard the unity they protect the body and i believe most importantly love the sheep and i can tell you with full confidence that these guys, in one way or another, that are about to share with you, do that. Following the leadership of their pastor, they look out for those who are already doing the work and equip the saints. That's our goal, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so, back, I don't remember if it was December or November, we were in a meeting, and uh, I said, I want to do something on January 8th, where I want you to read a letter to the congregation. Five to seven minutes, so time them. These are the only parameters I gave them. Five to seven minutes um, has to include a Bible verse and your prayer for the church. And I haven't read them. I don't think they've shared. I don't think they've consulted with one another uh, oh, and I, and I told them they had to practice it. I told them they had to rehearse it. I told them they had to practice it. But I'm going to pray and I'm going to get out of the way because I'm going to go last. I'm going to share my prayer for you last after these guys do. So this morning's a little different, but we're going to go in this order. Ian's going to share first, then Dan, Jim, Zan. For some of you, that may be the first time you've heard their names, um, but these are your elders. Um, and uh, they're going to they're gonna share their prayer for you for 2023 from their heart. And uh, I can't wait to see how God uses this day. So, Father, thank you that we are not built on one, but there will, that we are built on many. And not just the ones that are here this morning, but we're built on a legacy of years and years and years and years of leaders that have come before us, and we will leave a mark and set the stage for many, 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 many leaders to follow. God, may we do it well, and may you receive these words today, and may your people be inspired by what happens here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Good morning, church. Dearly beloved. There's a common term in Christianity that talks about the priesthood of believers. It dates back to the Reformation when Martin Luther broke off from Catholicism to start the Protestant church. This term, over 500 years old, invites every believer to, an, to be an active participant in the faith. It breaks down the separation between the priesthood and those not in full-time ministry, because the truth is this, each And every one of us, in our own way, is a full-time minister. Wherever we spend our week, in whatever role we fill, that is our mission field. And so today, my verse for you that I want to pray over you comes from Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Now, don't take this to mean that our Christian life is a dull chore that we are compelled to do or else. But by seeking him, all of our problems are to be diminished, all of our hopes realized, all of our striving and longing satisfied. Jesus told his disciples to seek first the kingdom. Church, for the sake of the world, be of one mind in this. Not divided or distracted in our pursuit of the kingdom. Don't stray to the left or to the right. There are so many things which call for our attention, proclaiming themselves to be important and worth our time and our focus. They appear as worthy pursuits. And they are not altogether wrong. But Jesus also said to Martha, You are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. More than anything, I want you to know the fullness of the Lord. I want you to know of the love and the grace which he dearly desires to bestow upon you. In that fullness, I want you to experience the call to ministry which God has for your life. He has a mission of which you are a critical component. Don't believe that you have no role to play. That you just come and sit. There are no professional or amateur Christians. No one is called to sit on the sidelines and spectate. Seek him, the well that never runs dry. Thirst for the river of living water, which will satisfy your souls. I believe if we commit to this, if we make this our goal, those who live in darkness around us will be drawn in to the light. Often I've gotten tricked into thinking there needs to be some special formula or program in order to have success in ministry. But I am continually brought back to the simplicity of the gospel. It almost seems too easy, but simple does not always mean easy. I have also caught myself in seasons where I was not seeking the Lord with all of my heart. And I did not find him. And my ministry suffered. Moreover, every aspect of my life suffered when I was not seeking him. But thank God that he gives us opportunities to come back to the table. He does not cast us out because of our past shortcomings. He does not let us go so easily. To say our pursuit of Jesus is futile because of who we were sells God short. Who are we to say that he can't restore us? I implore you, as Travis quoted last week from Micah, to ascend the mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, however many times it takes you to get there. Never stop climbing. And I say these things not because I want us to have a better life, which will be true, but because our Lord is worthy to be praised and sought after. He deserves all of our attention. There is no better way that we could spend the few short days that we have on earth than to make Jesus famous. And I ask that you would do that. My dear church, we cannot begin to grasp the scope of what God will achieve through the body if we pursue him above all things. He will transform lives beyond our wildest hopes. He will overcome the weapons of the enemy which have for so long prospered. Do not rob him of the glory which he wants to display through Summit. We cannot afford to simply be consumers, passive in the work of the kingdom. God has called us to be priests, so let us step boldly into it. Put your faith to the test this year and give him everything. And I promise you that you will find him faithful in this. I say this all out of abounding love for you. This love that would not have you be content with anything less than this full pursuit. Seek him. Seek him not just when it's convenient. Seek him not just when you need something. Seek him when it's easy and when it's hard. Every day, seek him. I love you.
2: Good morning, Summit family. For those who don't know, I am Dan Garish with a live mic, notes and technology. So what possibly could go wrong? So I did take Travis literally, dear Summit family. It's hard to look ahead at 2023 without celebrating the tremendous blessings the Lord's provided as we leave 2022 behind and, and encourage, that encourage us and propel us into 2023. We spent one full year here at Gorham Middle School without changing addresses or worship times for free. Shh. <laughs> we set $25,000 plus to the Ukraine offering uh, back in early 2022. We had a very fun and interactive VBS and a parade to go along with it. We broke ground in a new home at Cressy Road. We sent huge teams to Johnny and Friends and Camp 207, along with a huge number, I think record number, of campers uh, to, uh, to Camp 207. We've hosted missionaries. We held a soft launch for our new Project 1413, our disability ministry here at Summit. We started our capital campaign, and that's just scratching the surface. We have so much to be thankful for and thank the Lord for, for his favor, his mercies, his provisions that never cease, and we get to see them in action right here in our very midst. The word favor keeps resonating as I look back at 2022. As many of you know, my life verse is found in Paul's letter to Hebrews, chapter 12, verses one and two, but I wanna add verse three as we look ahead at 2023. Hebrews 1 through three says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him that's us. He endured the cross, scoring its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, he, he, consider him who endured such oppression from sinners. So that you may not grow weary and lose heart. So a fun fact, the Lord, through Travis, actually used that verse in my very first Sunday here at Summit. Uh, now we're in our, I'm in my fifth year here. It doesn't seem possible. Um, and I praise God for, uh, for that. And I've also lost my spot in my notes. Uh, so it's pretty cool that uh, as I think back to that, that's the verse that popped into my heart when Travis asked us to, to uh write these letters. I want to start by saying that these four other brothers up here love the Lord and love this church deeply. We love you. And it's an, <clears throat> and it's an honor and privilege to serve alongside you each and every day as we love Jesus and his people here in Gorm and beyond. This opportunity to Speak to you all today as a gift, and this family is deeply special to me, and I'm grateful that I get to be in this family that we call Summit together. As Travis always says, we get to do this, and we get to do it together. The passage of Hebrews to me, and I pray and challenge you, is is not just truth and encouragement, but a call to action, and to remember to know the reason for our action, Jesus jesus perfect sacrifice for a debt that i we could not pay a spotless lamb whose birth we just celebrated was born for a cross for my sins and for yours so then how can we put that truth into action and i encourage my summit family into 2023 and apply that to everyday life as a christian and a member of this church we call summit well i'm glad you asked as i prayed about this letter and what do i pray and how do i pray for summit how do I want to call and encourage our people into 2023 and beyond? Four words kept popping into mind. Well, full disclosure, three popped into mind, four ties it all together. So they're gonna go a little bit out of order, but hang with me, and here's the words. Abide, to abide with Jesus in his word. To stride, to be in step with Jesus in his dust and with other believers in community together. To provide, serving, and serving Christ by serving his people. Guide, leading others to him, bringing our friends, family, neighbors, and colleagues to a saving life in Christ by being a witness to the lost. The beauty of these four simple words is that we're blessed here at Summit with ample opportunities to use all four, and we're not reinventing the wheel here. I'm gonna give you a few easy examples to get us started and hope that you'll find me or us after service to give us more ideas. I've only got five minutes, so buckle up. I'm going to cover some high points. Abide. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Who's reading the Bible? Who's doing the uh, year of the Bible? Just show of hands. Awesome. Awesome. We're already there. Abide. Abiding with Jesus. <clears throat> so true confession, I'm, uh, like Dylan, I'm also a couple days behind, so bear with me. Uh, if you're not, join us. The only word of God you're hearing during the week is here on Sunday mornings. You're missing out on so much. There's so much more. So let's get caught up in his word as a family. We have an opportunity, we have an opportunity to do that together here, and how awesome is that? So let's do it, and let's do our best. To, I will do my best to catch up. Stride by being in, in consistent community or our cloud of witnesses. So that other, so, and being with others in community. That could be through small groups or one-on-one. Who's in a small group here? Who is not in a small group here? And I'm not calling you out, who's not in a small group? I'm gonna take a picture, so we're gonna. <laughs> I kid. If you're not in a small group, that really is where the rubber hits the road here. That is, I'm off script already, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the importance of being in a small group and being in that community, this is amazing that we get to worship and celebrate together as a family, but whoa, there's so much more. I, my group on Wednesday nights is just a gift to me, um, and I, I pray that over you, that it can be a gift to you. So that may be, that may look different for everyone. That could be 50 plus, that could be men's and women's breakfast, that could be youth group, that could be, you name it, basket weaving underwater. Let's do it. Let's celebrate Jesus, let's, let's roll bellwolves together and do it as summiters. I'm already way off script. Provide. By provide, I mean serving, running with Perseverance. Listen, I can tell you that we have some amazing servants' hearts here at Summit. Do you know that folks come in during the week and clean our buildings, even the bathrooms? We have volunteers that fold bulletins, and do you know that you can share the love of Jesus by talking with folks at the snack shack over at the field or over at Gorham High School? And uh, Gorham gets the proceeds, but we get to talk about Jesus and be with one another. Norma and I spent a couple couple hours together, and uh, it was awesome. Spoiler alert, when we're over at the new building, chairs will still need to be set up and taken down. Um, spoiler. Base camp is an opportunity to get in and, uh, and, and understand and, and uh, read, uh, get into the word, learn your gifts and skills if you don't know what the gifts and abilities are, if you don't know what they, what they are already. Um, we've got a couple opportunities. Jim's going to lead a missions trip here to the Dominican Republic next month. There may be some op- opportunities in uh, the fall to serve in Central America. Stay tuned to, and serve him, get in the trenches, it's, and come along for the ride, it's awesome. The one thing I know about serving the Lord is that we can't serve without being served ourselves. He works like a two-way street. As I serve, he blesses me, and I know he'll bless you as well. Guide to Jesus, of course, for the joy set before him. We are his joy. Now listen, who doesn't like something new? 2023 gives each and every one of us in this room and those watching online the chance to provide an answer to that famous question. What are they building off the Gorham Bypass? We know that answer. Come and see. Come check it out. Come get involved. Come meet the Jesus that we love and serve here at Summit. As I pray during the groundbreaking, this building over at Cressy Road, is not the church. Hear me, it's not. It's a building, it's Summit's home, but it's not the church. It's where we gather, it's where this family gets to call home. We are his church, every single one of us. Look to your neighbor and say, we are his church. We are his church, his bride, that he uses to bring others to him. That building at Cressy Road, I pray, is a powerful tool, a hook for folks to meet and fall in love with Jesus and to get to learn about him in the daycare, by shooting hoops, by playing whatever pickleball is. Let's use this building as a hook and let's get started inviting with the intention of seeking and saving the lost. We have a great commission. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to weigh everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Go, Summit, go.
3: Good morning, my name is uh, Jim Carlson, for those of you who uh, I don't know. uh, I took the assignment uh, quite literally, and uh, so bear with me as I read um, a letter to you. Dear brothers and sisters of Summit Church, it's an honor and blessing to be here this morning worshiping with you. It is a privilege to be able to write this letter and express how, how I feel about you and what I pray for us in the coming year. I've known and worshiped with some of you for over 40 years. You've truly loved me and my wife Karen You've loved our children and our grandchildren, one of which is in the hall. Um, you've comforted us in our losses and celebrated our successes. You've prayed hundreds, if not thousands, of prayers for us and for our family. For you, our longtime church family, I want to thank you and encourage you to sincerely love God and to continue to sincerely love his family gathered here at Summit. I also want you to know how much I love you. I'm grateful as well for my brothers and sisters that I have known for a shorter period of time. Thankful, thank you for your love and support as we've worshiped and worked together here at Summit. You have accepted Karen and me as we merge churches and formed the summit congregation that we see here today. Thank you for your flexibility as we've worked through differences of style with grace. Thank you too for your love and prayers of support for me and my family. I hope that you will continue to welcome, love, and support those seeking to follow Jesus. I hope that you will engage with, grow with, and love them as God gives you strength and ability. When I think of you, my heart is full. I see the spiritual legacy that is being built here. I want you to know how much you mean to me and how much I love you. Together, whether we've known each other for decades or for only a few months, we have seen God move. Over the past five years, we've seen God overcome numerous obstacles as we've sought to follow his lead. From the very establishment of our church to adding new members and seekers along the way, we have seen God's hand at work. Our sale of two outgrown buildings to other smaller congregations and our acquisition of land at Cressy Road are also examples of how we've seen God's provision. The financing and construction of our soon-to-be home, new home, in the middle of a pandemic have only confirmed God's work here. The Lord has certainly blessed our corporate desire and efforts to follow Christ. I also wanna thank you for your amazing generosity. As As we've sought to construct a building that blesses the community as well as our local congregation, you've been generous with your finances. Your generosity has also been evident as we've responded to to local and international needs. However, your generosity has not been limited to finances. Your generosity has involved being God's light in the world. It has included building and holding one another up in the body of Christ. It has included serving on summit teams focused on youth ministry or 50 plus ministry It has included service on worship teams and disability teams, to name a few. It includes being open and hospitable to hosting small groups and to organizing gatherings with fellow believers for coffee or for a meal. It has included kindness shown to struggling individuals and families, both here and in your neighborhoods. You've been amazingly generous in sharing your God-given gifts with each other. I believe you've reflected the love, generosity, and grace that you have received from God. So my prayer for you, my prayer today for you, for me, for us, comes from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses nine through 13. Love must be sincere. all of us here at Summit Church, that we would continue to love sincerely, that we would remain devoted to one another, that we would keep our spiritual fervor serving the Lord, that we would be joyful in hope, that we would be patient in affliction, and remain faithful in prayer, that we would continue to share with the Lord's people who are in need, And finally, that we would practice hospitality. I look forward to seeing what he has in store for us in 2023. I look forward to hearing from how God moves in miraculous ways in your personal life as you seek to follow him. God bless you in the days and weeks ahead.
4: So um, I don't have mine written down. Um, We don't have to turn these in, do we? No. Okay. Good. Um, and I think I think we all told Travis that we'd be like five minutes, but I think we all lied. Um, so I, I would apologize, but instead I'm going to say, "How do you like it?" All right. My my prayer. My prayer for you, Summit. Um, <laughs> my my prayer. For- <laughs> I think that that's it. That's it. I'm gonna okay. So um, I've I've got a, a part a and, a and a part B here. Um, first off, I want to say a, a prayer of thanksgiving um, for as a church where we are today and where God has led us. Um, I think we've all talked about it a little bit, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but just looking back over the past um, however many years, what God has done, how He's led us here. Uh, through the merger, um, which I think five I think we're turning five next month, five years ago, through the building process, through so many things that that God has done. It's just been amazing. and um, I, I look back on that and think that um, we have so many people in this church who have been a crucial part of that who have given their expertise and done a lot of heavy lifting. Um, but even more than that it's been so clear how. God has been moving, and God has had a purpose here, and we wouldn't be here if, if not for that, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, in Psalm 127, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And I think I can speak for, for this whole team that uh, we're confident that we are not building in vain, that the Lord is, is building this house, and he has more to do. And I just love looking across this auditorium and seeing people who have been here for for years and years, and people who are new. God has been has been growing us. It's been it's been amazing. And um, I know we we talk about it a lot. And maybe some of you are like, we get it, the merger, the building. You know, when are you guys gonna shut up about this? But. We're gonna keep talking about it because this is this is our story as a church. This is our, our testimony of God's faithfulness. And we need to keep telling that story uh, to, to remind ourselves and to bring God glory. And when we come to God in prayer, it's so important that we acknowledge and talk about what he has already done for us in the past. So so that's part A. Um, part B is I've, I've got a prayer for, for some folks in this room. Um, and i don't know who you are i don't know if it's one or two people or maybe a hundred people but as as we've as we're coming into the new year we've got a a new sermon series uh, a new uh, bible reading plan and you can probably tell there's a lot of excitement around this um, about where we're headed as a church in 2023 there's excitement from our pastors from from the leadership team from from the stage And um, I bet there's some people in this room that maybe you're just not feeling that excitement. Um, Maybe Sunday morning, maybe your quiet times, maybe your relationship is just kind of routine. And my prayer is for you if if you're there and and your relationship with God is just kind of stale. Don't raise your hand or say anything, but is anybody in the room here in that place? I've spent a lot of time there. I, I spend a lot of time there, so my prayer for twenty twenty three is, is for you. And what my prayer is is that your soul would delight in God this year, that you would delight in knowing Jesus as your Lord, your Savior, and friend. In um in Isaiah fifty-five, God says, Come, listen to me, eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. And I love that phrase, the richest affair. It makes me think of this like banquet table where there's so many dishes of all this amazing food and you can't wait to try anything. And that, that gets me excited. Um, one of, my, one of the, the fun experiences I've had as a new parent is, is wa- watching a baby try new foods um, after only knowing milk for their whole lives. You know, maybe you know what I'm talking about, but just that look of excitement um, and that big smile um, one of my favorite pictures of my son, Jonathan, is when he was like six or maybe seven or eight months old, and we gave him steak for the first time. And we have this picture. He's, he, he let out this huge shout, and he's got this huge grin, and he's holding the piece of steak up in like a victory pose. <laughs> it, it, was, it was pretty fun. That, that's my prayer for you, is that we would have that experience as we dive into God's word. That if if you are if you're here and your relationship with God is is just a little stale, that's my prayer for you is that you would taste something new. That in this this banquet of the richest affair, maybe maybe you've been stuck on the breadsticks appetizer and you've lost taste for it, but there is so much more waiting for you. That's my prayer for you, and. Um, where where this food illustration kind of breaks down is that um, at this point in my life I've tasted most of everything out there. I'm sure Doritos is going to come up with something new next year, um, and I'm never going to try those like ghost peppers. Um, but aside from those things, like I've tasted you know most flavors out there. Um, but that's not the case with God. Even if you've been walking with God for years and years and years, God has so much more for you. There's so many plates at that banquet that you haven't tasted yet, and you're going to have that experience of, oh, this is amazing. Lamentations 3 says, his mercies are new every morning. They're new every morning. And there have been and there will be a lot of mornings. That's a lot of mercies. And we can't count them all. So my prayer for you, Summit, as we come into 2023, if you're in that place of... Just staleness, or even if you're not, that you would taste something new, that your soul would fall in love and rejoice in Jesus Christ, your Savior. Amen. That was awesome. Thank you. Wow.
0: Um, I just remember... Um, being about a 27-year-old pastor um, in Maine about 11 years ago, and uh, praying with my wife that the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few, therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest that He would send workers. And as I look to these guys on my right, as I look at the Turners and think of the executive team and the Champas and think they should have left like 15 times by now, but they just won't leave. (laughs) And I feel the same way about the Pinho's. I love, Zan, what you said about the merger. Because we didn't merge to get bigger. We merged to get healthier. And we see that. We see that. We see that this morning. You don't have to hear some of these guys again. Thankfully. (laughs) I knew when I gave you a microphone, man, that you weren't going to stay on script. Let's be honest. Zan, bless your heart. Jim, thank you for sticking to the assignment. <laughs> and I guess, Ian, I think you stayed on the script, too, pretty well. He was probably just, he was probably terrified <laughs> of messing up. But anyway, I want I to get to it. That was just a beautiful gift for me, so thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we did this. I don't think it flopped yet, so... Um, Hopefully, I won't mess that up. My prayer for you is very simple and what's beautiful, and I just knew, like, I had the confidence, um, because as I texted you guys this week and and checked in to make sure that you remembered that we were doing this, and uh, one of you said, do you want to read these? And I said, no, absolutely not. Just want to make sure that you're remembering it and doing it and and all of that. I just knew and I had the confidence that God was going to keep a running theme and there was going to be a thread through them. I don't know if you caught it, but it's actually my prayer for you. My prayer for you is twofold. Number one, that you would fall in love. I'm going to unpack that in just a minute, but that you would just fall in love, and if you're in love, that you'd fall just more deeply in love and engage. That you would fall in love and engage. And so really quickly, my prayer for you is that you would fall in love with Jesus reading the Bible together and again don't you know don't think that Sunday after Sunday we're going to make much of this and that you're going to come in here and if you're not up to date and 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 we ask to see your check marks and you're not up to date that you're going to smack you with a ruler or something like that like that's not that's not where we're going that's not where we're going with this that's not the heartbeat of it um, please hear that but that you would be engaged and that you would fall in love Uh, with Jesus through reading the Bible, through your prayer life, through enjoying Him more than just on Sundays like Dan talked about, that you would fall in love more with your family, whatever that looks like. I know for some of you, there's some hard relationships in your family. I know for some of you, there may be tension that you're fighting through, that you're working through. There may be some bitterness in your heart towards your family, but just in some way, in 2023, that when we get to a year from now, that you would be able to look back on this year and say, God healed this in my family. And I can tell you um, from personal experience that He can work miracles in your family. And so I pray that, that for you. I pray that you would fall in love with His church. Now hear me, because I'm going to talk about this. Because first, I pray that you fall in love with His church, the institution. Like, I, I pray that you would walk in at some point this year and realize and come awake to the, the beautiful gift that this institution is. That we get to show up week after week after week after week and do nothing else than to sit back and worship. Even if you're serving. As I was as I was sitting down here this morning, and the setup team started to come and congregate and we pray together at seven forty five and uh, be- before before we start unloading trailers and all of that and and if you're late, you hear about it um, don't you uh, and uh and, and 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 all of that and, and i was just, I was just sharing with them and, and challenging them this morning. To reminding them to worship as they're setting the screen up, to worship as they're putting the children's ministry things together. Our children's ministry folks, Ben uh, down there, Magic Ben down there that's working in the children's ministry this morning, Becky Wiggins, and, and others that are down there um, serving in the children's ministry this morning, they're worshiping. They have the opportunity to worship through serving, worship through that. Jeff, Coffin's worshiping as he's running sound and, 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 and making your ears bleed week after week after week, right? It's worship, and we get to this, this institution, this thing that we have, whether we worship on Sundays at 10 or Fridays at 7 or whenever the, 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 the time is carved out that Summit is going to gather and we're going to play bingo or we're going to do whatever, the fact that we get to do it, this is a gift that Jesus died for. That we could be together with one another. And so as other gatherings are happening around us, theirs is just as much of a gift as it is for us. This thing that we get to do is a gift. It's a gift. And so my prayer is that you would spend more time this year appreciating the gift of the body of Christ than criticizing it. That you would spend more time thanking God that we get to have music instead of being frustrated with the songs we pick. That you would spend more time delighted that you get to sit there with a Bible open in your lap than leaving and saying, well, pastor just didn't do it for me today. That you spend more time thanking Jesus for His sacrifice, that we can do this. Then not. Fourthly, that you would indeed fall in love with your church family, the people next to you. Now, now let's talk about that for just a moment. Because just, just because I, I, I love you, and, and that was a common thread, I think I heard it in all four letters, that, 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 that these guys shared that they love you, this one, and I love that, I love that, you are so loved, right, you are so loved, and that's beautiful, that doesn't mean we have to like everything about each other, right, like, let's make that clear, like, I think we spend a lot of time examining, examining a body of Christ, saying, well, do we have the same interests, with the people across the aisle? Do we have the same movie interest? Do we have the same food interest? I love and I celebrate as his pastor that Jonathan raised a piece of steak in his hand in the air declaring <laughs> the beauty. Like that is unity, right? That's beautiful, right? But that doesn't mean that we agree about everything. That doesn't mean that we have everything in common, but we have the important in common. So my prayer is that you would spend more time encouraging, listening, loving, caring for the people next to you and sitting around you than judging them before you even have a conversation with them. Than predetermining whether or not you're going to be friends before you even have a conversation. Sizing them up. Or hearing their reputation so that they can't even have a chance when they walk in the door this morning. Because they messed up. Or because they did something that you didn't think they should do. He without sin cast the first stone. You are welcome here. You are loved here because we all have our stuff, and so I pray that you would fall more in love with each other, and then lastly, that you would fall in love with your community, whatever that is, you know, some, some people feel like we're too uber focused on Gorham, I live in Gorham, okay, if you live in Westbrook, talk to, um, talk to the mayor of Westbrook, he's a great guy, I saw him at the main Celtics game Friday night, and and encouraged him and thanked him for his Christmas lights because they put Gorham to shame this year <laughs> with Christmas lights. And he's like, "Yeah, it's good." It's a t- he had this whole thing. Like he's like, "Yeah, we we put a team together. It's getting better every year. Wait till wait till you see what we've got in store for next year." And I was like, "Whoa, bro!" <laughs> Doing awesome, right? If your community is unum, if your community is idex. If your community is whatever your community is, fall in love with it and do great things there. Do great things there. I will correct Dan on one thing. And and I know, I know, it's a snack shack. But Gorham opens the doors for us to do the snack shack and we get to keep everything we bring in from that snack shack to go to our building. And Kristen was texting me yesterday because she was working the snack shack and, uh, and, and she's like, you know, we made this much money, and it was the first week, and we didn't advertise, and all these different things. And I said, listen, honey, I don't care about that. I'm so proud of the presence that we get to have in the town through this snack shack. And the fact that they invite us to do this, to sell Snickers bars and sugars to kids <laughs> that are exiting the gym and have to go home with their parents. Love it so fun it's the presence which by the way i think we made like 125 bucks yesterday and nobody even advertised it's just awesome that 125 bucks is going to buy like a step in the new building that's great that's like one piece of plywood we just got to do that like 200 more times and the plywood check so i'll summarize really quickly With this, you guys stand up and just kind of gather behind me because we're gonna pray, engage, show up, serve, sacrifice. As as um, as Dylan and I were talking this past week about the new building and some of the things that that are we're hoping and dreaming and just praying for in the new building, he's like, "We're gonna need to quadruple our volunteers in this area." I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. (laughs) It's gonna be awesome." show up. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Serve. Give to the hurts of your time, your talent, your treasure. Be passionate, not passive. Be passionate, not passive. Do whatever it takes for God. Whatever He's calling you, whatever He's nudging you towards, whatever it looks like, do whatever it takes to make it happen. To make Sunday happen. There's a pastor that I follow on Facebook that posts at least probably twice twice a month on the Facebook that church on Sunday morning is a Friday night or Saturday decision. Right? Build your life around the gathering. Build your life around what's important. Build your life around the things of God. Be passionate. Do whatever it takes, not passive. And then, lastly, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't quit the Bible reading just because you're a couple days behind. I mentioned to you last week, there was one point last year I got two weeks behind. And the catch up was beautiful. It's beautiful. But go through that. Don't quit. Don't give up. I feel like Jimmy V. Don't ever give up. Never give up. Right? Don't quit. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on your family. Don't quit on the church, the institution. No matter matter how bad it went. And it goes bad sometimes. But don't quit don't quit. Don't quit on this family. Commit that, you know what, in 2023, I'm going to stick it out with this summit thing. I'm going to see how this thing goes. I'm not going to be wishy-washy and come in with one foot out the door. I'm going to really plug in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join a serving team. I'm going to join Dan's small group, which is really a church plant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do this. I'm going to do that. And for the next year, I'm just going gonna, gonna to put everything into it and just see what happens just see what happens. If you get to January 8th of 2024 and it just went really poorly for you and we need to do something else, great. But don't quit on Summit. And don't quit on your community. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Let's have the mindset of a catcher. I was at softball practice yesterday. I took about a 60-mile-an-hour fastball off the chin That felt good. Felt like John's fist is just right there all morning. Anyway, uh, not that I know what that's felt like. Um, But anyway, I'm sure it's harder. Um, But I was I was listening to this coach talk about catchers, and they said they they said the only thing the catcher has to do is show up. They're like that's all that's all a catcher has to do. The most important thing a catcher can do is show up and be the be behind the plate. I thought, yes. What if every Christian, what if every churchgoer, what if every believer had, had the mentality that, you know what, I'm not going to be passive about this thing, this life that I've committed to, that I've believed in, that i put my trust, my faith, my confidence in, but I'm going to engage, I'm just going to show up, and I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to be there. You can count on me. My community can count on me. My family can count on me. I can count on me, because I'm going to fall in love And I'm going to engage with those things. So, worship team is going to come. Dylan, Bree, Kristen, and Jenny, you guys step forward. Just get on both sides of me, and let's. um, I'm just going to pray collectively for us because Dan went over. (laughs) But I pray that you know you're loved. You're cared for by more people than just me. And if you need something, any one of these guys, in fact, they might care for you better than I could. Don't nod so hard. But it's real. And I'm thankful to do this with this team. Father, I thank you that this was your plan. That the church is your gift to us, that we get to enjoy you, and that we get to enjoy our families, watching our kids worship and sing this morning, that we get to enjoy sitting next to our spouses and learning together and growing together. God, there's, there's really no other place like this where we get to come and it's for us. it's it's for us to press into you and to fall in love with you more. And so God, I pray that we would love you. That we would engage with you. And that you would stir in our hearts a passion for the things of you. Your church, people knowing you, engaging with our community. God, that you're glorified by the work, the ministry, and the things that happen in and through this place this coming year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.